70,000 tons of metal interviews continue. This time you get a sneak peek into the unbelievably brilliant mind of Devin Townsend. Phil got an opportunity to catch up with him on 70,000 tons of metal, and Phil aptly described it like meeting a monk. Devin Townsend was at peace, although he was crushing it on stage, playing some heavy stuff he hadn't played in years live. He is completely at peace and just... You can tell he's constantly thinking, constantly thinking about something new, experimenting and trying new stuff. It was great to see him live, something I never really thought I'd get a chance to do. And uh, I, I love this interview and I hope you feel the same way. So great job, Phil. Great job, Devin. Thank you so much for your time. And we will catch you on the backside. Well, hello, listeners. This is Phil Collins. I'm talking to the great Devin Townsend and I'm going to interview him about 70,000 tons of metal. It's a great pleasure to sit here with him. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> um, so, okay, tell me about 70,000 tons of metal. How did you get involved with this? I got asked about it um, originally, and I had, I had said no to it uh, just because it was so uh, close to Christmas, and it was, you know, just I had just finished a tour, and NAM is next week. But part of the um, work I feel I'm doing this year, or that I want to do this year, is to sort of uh, dig into a whole bunch of different aspects of live performance, and one of which is playing heavier stuff again. Uh, the tour I just finished in Europe was like more progressive, and there's 10 people on stage. Sure. But I wanted to do like some metal too, and so this seemed like a really good uh, sort of bursting of the cherry so to speak definitely because it's a you know it's a confined area and you're surrounded by it and you can't really run from it you can't avoid it yeah and i think that um fastest way out is through typically no doubt that's <laughs> yeah. funny you said that because i was uh, i was thinking about how you know like strapping young lad i don't know how often you still play stuff from strapping young that's lad the first time i did it in 15 years that's amazing because yeah. it's so funny because when i went i saw your show which yeah. was amazing yeah we've only played for two days we've really? only known each other for two days this band i wasn't sure if that was tongue-in-cheek nope. i was like nope. wow it's only been two days but that sounded amazing yeah wow. it was good i think so too but i noticed you played aftermath if i'm correct correct and i was like um i was so happy you played that because yeah. That seems like one of those songs where in the studio it sounds great, but live it's just a, yeah, just it's, a jammer. I mean, yeah. it was, oh God, I wanted to mosh the band of that. I did a little bit, I got thrown around. No, I think but. it's good, and I think, you know, even what I was trying to say on stage as well is it's like, I didn't want to put strapping back together because my objectives are to play all the stuff that I do, and um, I don't want to be limited by anything. Mm -hmm. And so I chose people that I knew were really proficient, and I could say, okay, I just want to play perfect. And... Um, the, the community that has allowed me to do what I do, like all that stuff, all musical theater and Definitely. new age stuff and everything that I do is a direct result of my affiliation with heavy music. So I kind of felt like it would be a, uh, a nice gesture mm -hmm. to do this stuff again, not only for the audience, but also for me and also for the sake of me making you know, peace with myself in some sense. You know, I, I, I've I, well, denied it for years, right? Right. Yeah. And I, I noticed, uh, I saw a quote from um, an interview you did at one point regarding Strapping Young Lad and heavy music, and it was like, it was an outlet to freak out. Yeah. And I was wondering about, since then, 
seems like you've done a lot of progressive stuff. And I was, yeah. and I was like, do you still feel that urge to quote unquote no. freak out? It's kind of nope. kind of past a little bit. But what's interesting about it is is even playing it last night, I was like, oh, I can do this. I can be disciplined with this. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I can be focused with this and and to do that is much more in line with where I am now. Like I just, you know, I'm almost 50. I got kids. It's like right. freaking out is going to do me no good now right. about anything. You Get know your blood that. pressure up for no reason. Yeah, well, even <laughs> that, man. It's like it doesn't solve anything. Right. You know, as a as an adult, as a middle aged man now, man, I know that like freaking out doesn't do shit. But to sort of keep myself focused and keep myself, you know, together, I can get a lot done. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the same with the music. Is there a reason that you chose, like, is there specific songs that you chose, like, did you go at random with strapping all that stuff, or? Kind of, kind of. I mean, this set was something that I only had a, a very short amount of time to sort of throw together. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I considered some of the songs um, in light of also playing them at the, on the festival run in the summer. So it sort of gives me an opportunity to feel them out again. Definitely. And then other ones, I just kind of took them at random. Right, okay, cool. Because yeah. uh, I just, I thought Aftermath was such a cool selection. I was so I was so happy I got to see that live. Yeah, me too, man. And we're playing playing tomorrow night. And unfortunately, when we first started last night, half of the PA was still off. So by the time we're up there playing it tomorrow, hopefully it'll be done accurately. Have you gotten a chance to see some shows here that you like? or? I mean, I love playing heavy music and I love that it's a part of my vocabulary but I, I don't I'm not particularly inter particularly interested in watching it yeah and that's no like diss towards metal bands I'm just I, I'm in a different place right that's I'm, totally cool yeah I stay in my room and I listen to hippie, hippie music <laughs> yeah. yeah um so your new album I've had a chance to listen to some of that um I think that's a wild sound, but it's yeah, so man. it's like so eclectic. Yeah. But it's so focused at the same yeah, time. Uh, yeah. What was it like recording? Is there like a? I mean, how how'd you feel about making that? Did you know it was gonna be good? No, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I also know that just typically, in the past, it's like it ends up being right, whether or not it ends up being good. If I'm sort of honest with myself along the way, right? And um, I think Empath uh, was really about midlife you know like 48 years old and all this it's I think that maybe on some level I was kind of unsure about my past or unsure about who I was in the past but I started thinking as I hit midlife I'm like well that's not doing me any good mm -hmm. like I need to sort of put my mind to this and figure out what's the problem here right and so empath the eclectic nature of it is um to do with the fact that I've been through so many different phases in my career and in my life that if I really stop and try and analyze my past, there is going to be a lot of different things, which is, you know, where that sort of eclectic right. nature comes from. But the focus comes from the fact that it was done. That was my intention. It wasn't totally. like a random thing. Seems to be a lot of themes of uh, some of creation, spirituality, sure, um, human empathy. I'm thinking. Yeah, so that's a well, and also. I think a lot of those play into the overarching thing because I mean there's we've all got our own questions and proclivities that I guess go down those avenues that you just um, mentioned but that aside I think that the whole point I was trying to make with empath is just you know life is really difficult and it's very um, um, you know in order to 
in order to see the good in it, you have to not be uh, consciously blind to the to the the bad parts about it. And uh, I guess just don't give up was the whole um, purpose of it. You know, I right. lost some friends to depression, and uh, uh, you know I've gone through it, and I know a lot of people who've gone through it, and it's more prevalent now than it's ever been. Right, so. Mm -hmm. The overarching theme with empath beyond any of this sort of spiritual or new agey noodlings, because I don't know what's up, man. I just kind of yeah. shoot from the hip and just, totally. you know. But I think more than that, it's just like, okay, all that shit aside, like, you know, if, if, if somebody doesn't give up, then that helps other people, you know, make that same decision. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like a maybe a therapeutic record in a way. Very much. You know, for me certainly, and all I can hope is that it maybe uh, rings true for others in a similar way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, are there any songs in particular that you like playing live from Empath? From Empath, mm -hmm. I haven't played a lot of it live. Um, I liked Evermore. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It's got a cool sort of beefy riff. Okay, and then, sweet. But a lot of Empath is like really, like you say, eclectic. So it's kind of a pain in the ass to play. It does seem like it would be a little tr oh challenging. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, we're getting, okay. Well, yeah. I guess we're getting, uh, we're getting the boot the, because uh, the wrap-up signal here. Um, i got so many in a row today. I know. It sucks. I re very much appreciate your time. Oh, no, 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 man. It sucks um, that we just can't do more, but uh, that's fine. I appreciate your patience, man. Thank you. There you have it, folks. Direct from the source, Devin Townsend, a legend, living legend. Guy's been doing it for so many years, just crushing it, always pushing the envelope, doing new stuff, making waves, and experimenting and i think he even described it during his first show that we saw on the 2020 70,000 tons of metal cruise he said thank you for supporting me and allowing me to experiment with music for all these years and we've been the wonderful beneficiaries of his experimentation so devin thank you so much phil great job and until next time this is the great heavy music podcast <laughs>